Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 68 for the 22nd of February, 2008. Hi James, how are you doing? I'm very well Ian, how are you doing yourself? I'm doing splendidly, mm-hmm. and uh, here we are, podcast number 68. From the holodeck. From the holodeck, so we're in a uh, hyper-modern conferencing room, mm. uh, with the whole kind of camera comfy poking chairs. through the uh, screen, and comfy chairs, and... Uh, Hopefully acoustically dead, yes, so we indeed. should sound very... Dead. <laughs> dead. Dead real. Dead real, yes. Dead real, we hope. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but we're here for On The Couch podcast number 68. Indeed. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology in terms of mm-hmm. uh, business, technology, content delivery, anything happening in mobile, gaming, and other funky stuff. Indeedy. So and there's quite a lot of news, as ever. Uh, so Indeed. we'll try and give you a few top tips on what's going on, what's going down. Um, keep you up to date. Try and keep it up to date. It's new things have tripped in just before we uh, we kicked off, so mm-hmm. we'll have a little chat about that. But um, the ensuing saga about Microsoft bidding for Yahoo, mm. it's, not, uh, it's not over yet, as they say. It isn't. So uh, what's going on there, Ian? Well, we've had Microsoft make the bid, mm-hmm. uh, then we've had Yahoo say, thanks but no thanks, mm-hmm. or maybe That's just no thanks. Maybe Old just no. news, Ian. Old yep. news. Uh, and uh, subsequently, Microsoft have come back and said, uh, we're not upping the bid. And uh, we've got an interview with uh, Bill Gates, who's giving a bit of an explanation as to what their strategy is and uh, mm. why they're pursuing Yahoo. Um, and uh, Gates has said, we have a strategy for competing in the search space that Google dominates today. Uh, they were pursuing that even before they made the Yahoo offer, uh, but they're going to pursue it even more so with Yahoo due to breakthrough engineering, acceleration of exciting things, and... Uh, I've heard a few other people say, you know, it's a nice idea. Basically, I guess Microsoft is saying their search is rubbish. Yahoo's is better. Fundamentally. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> you're taking about three paragraphs and condensing it down to what it really <laughs> means, thank you. And you're saying, so it's really about the people there. So they want the people. But I've heard the people, they work totally differently. I mean, like, there's no Microsoft products at all inside Yahoo. They're all Linux. Oh, really? They're all open. <laughs> so, and it's it's like, going to be a bit of a culture clash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's... Um, if it happens. But it's still... You know, I think it's still kind of not there. And I think... Um, Jerry Yang, who's the CEO at Yahoo, I think we said before, wrote a letter to everyone saying, you know, it's not going to happen. I guess in the meantime, of course, the stock price for Yahoo has yep. jumped up. Yep, so um, it's all good for the stock price. And I think Microsoft's price. conversely went down oh, um, really? by approximately the amount of money they'd offered for Yahoo. So wow. uh, as a you know, 40 billion drop in, in the, the whole stock price. So, um, But I'm sure Microsoft must be one of the sort of most widely owned stocks publicly yeah, as absolutely. opposed to institutionally by a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, so they're saying that uh, they want to pursue their agenda more rapidly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has said it's fundamentally about advertising for them in the future. And uh, that's definitely why they're looking to press ahead with that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they do ask about the cultural differences. And, uh, and uh, Microsoft, uh, Gates has come back and said, look, we've got a group here in, in Silicon Valley, which is not where Microsoft's based and done. Uh, that's where Media Room and PowerPoint are actually built. Yep. Um, so they're kind of saying, yeah, we have some funky groups of people too doing cool mm-hmm. stuff. 
PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it, Microsoft, a PowerPoint apparently came from a tool that software engineers wrote to try and explain what they were doing to marketing. Really? Yeah. That's, which, <laughs> is, which, is, that. which explains a lot. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gates is saying, you know, we have these different groups. Uh, he doesn't really think there's a different culture. And uh, if Yahoo had actually been a media company then uh, and software innovation wasn't the thing, uh, then we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. I don't know what he's saying there, anyway. He's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Let's break. Doesn't have to worry about it. Okay, anything. so enough of the Yahoo Microsoft stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, back here in the UK, a uh, bit of news. BSkyB, uh, those of you who have been listening or following the story, have um, they recently did a, a diversionary, sort of actually last year, I suppose. They purchased a large chunk of um, ITV, the major commercial broadcaster here in the UK. Although, Indeed. Um, maybe Google will be the largest advertiser yeah, in the UK. True, but, uh, yeah. um, to stop their rival, the cable operator, buying into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, big hoo-ha. The deal didn't go through. I, the cable operator couldn't buy them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, lots of people were going, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair, although they uh, did work within the existing rulings. And uh, then the regulator has recently told Sky that they must sell their share in ITV yes. at some whopping loss because yep. share price has tanked since then. Um, <laughs> so BSKB have come back and said, we don't want to. No. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I was just reading in the paper this morning, in fact, that uh, they're appealing on uh, the Commission's error in law, the argument being that, in fact, they haven't merged together. They've just bought a stake in another company. So what's wrong with that? This is true, I guess. Uh, so? I guess it's down to the lawyers. They'll be the ones that are winning. Yep. Um, very, very good. Um, something else happened. Uh, press release from, I think, Open TV. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about 100 million set-top boxes. And another one you'd seen... Uh, hear from one of the it's one of the analysts is it saying yeah. 100 million set-top box has been sold in in 2007 uh, 102.4 million an mm. increase of 12% IPTV taking 5.9% cable taking 36.2% and the rest being obviously satellite uh, so I mean 100 million or anything sold in a year is a fairly significant mm. number but I find it unusual that it's mainly cable Mm. Well, it's mainly the US, isn't it? Yeah. Moving from analog yeah. to digital. and uh, But I think what's significant there is that's just the beginning. I mean, once we start to see mm. free to services moving to digital well, as well. And there's only a year till they switch off in the US. Oh, yeah. And interestingly enough there, I mean, I keep seeing adverts and bits mm. and pieces about stuff happening in the US with this, the digital switch off. Are we ready? Um, you know, it, the same same issues. Do mum and dad actually uh, know what it means? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Same issues that I think uh, people have been thinking about in the UK, as in, you know, you know elderly people that don't know what digital analog mm-hmm. is have to do something, might have to change their antenna, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're grappling with at the moment. Uh, but uh, it, it's like it's happening. This they've got one year. And yes, I mean, I'm yes, just yes. surprised how quickly this, this kind of thing's caught up with us. What? It's like we've been talking about it for, for years. ages. But is it, is it, I don't think the whole network's going dark in a year. I, th- I suspect they'll start switching off. Maybe they will in the US. They'll just say, okay, switch off. It's all over. Uh, but, but I certainly know the cable guys are thinking fantastic. Suddenly all the people who've been yeah. hacking and getting the free cable on analog, yep. because they've obviously said that, you know, they can't make them switch from analog to digital. Mm. So suddenly they can say, okay, um, you know, it's the time. Now, maybe they can switch off the analog cable. Well, they've just switched off the analog uh, well, sorry, they've just changed the le- legislation in the US so they don't have to provide analog mobile phone coverage. Yes, so that switched off last week, didn't they? Yeah. So that's going off as well. Uh, so, you know, the, the decks are being cleared for uh, new services, new 
opportunities, yeah. new well, with new revenue. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people <laughs> well, say, exactly. actually, analog, you were getting forty channels. Here's fifty, but it's five bucks more. Yep. So, and uh, the government's obviously making a big stake out of the mm-hmm. selling of the spectrum. Indeed, well, it's made the money. Presumably, already spent straight into the deficit. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, HD DVD. I guess. Uh, there's been, you know, Toshiba pulled out since we did our last podcast. Yep, so, so they've they, officially they, said that's it. It's all over. So it's really, really dead. Um, now, obviously, the, those you know, early adopters who jumped on HD DVD mm. get know, some good deals now. Well, <laughs> I, I went and had a look in the local, uh, you know, Walmart ads or whatever here, yeah. but there's still twenty pounds for a Blu-ray or an HD DVD title. I haven't right, but that was Price like the day it was Toshiba pulled out. So right. maybe now they'll be, but they've only got you know twenty titles each anyway. So mm. compared with like ten aisles of DVDs, yeah, so. I think um, um, I think it's quite funny that uh, some of the uh, like Circuit City in the US have changed their adverts mm. or changed their online store to say instead of selling an HD DVD player, they're now selling a an upscaled DVD player that it also is. plays HD DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, that's what it, it is. is. Yep. You know, that's what it is. So that'll be um, quite interesting. Um, so do you think this will tip people over now and go, oh well, I'll buy a PS3 or you know? I think, well, people, I don't think, I mean, people haven't bought PS3s for HD DVD playback or mm. Blu-ray playback. I don't mm. think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few have, but most people have bought it because it's a game platform. You're logically not going to say, I want to watch high-definition movies. I'll go and buy a game machine. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's um, true. But it is, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good um, Blu-ray player, one of the, the better ones. I use it, and it upscales DVDs and things like that. Mm-hmm. If the HDMI thing was fixed. <laughs> grumble, grumble. Um, yeah, so can't complain. I watched, uh, I watched a Blu-ray, actually, only this last week. Good movie. Old Fantastic. boy. Korean job. Right. Pretty scary. Guy cuts his tongue off at the end. <laughs> Lovely. I won't tell you the twist in the story, but it's... it's uh, <laughs> I thought there was yeah, the twist. Yeah, it's a weird um, weird movie. Nasty scene with a hammer and some teeth as well. Um, but <laughs> a good movie. Award-winning. You should watch it. <laughs> it's, it was definitely on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, so, that's that's uh, HDVD. Now, have you... you on one or the other you haven't got a big enough telly I mean. uh, but when I do get a big enough telly I think uh, we'll see what's on the shopping list then well if you're going to get I mean if you're going to get one if I'm going to get a proper you'll get a PS3 when you I'll probably get a PS3 actually yeah yeah. I mean although to be fair I really enjoy playing the Wii and there hasn't been too many games that have actually got my attention on the, the PS3 as yet although mm-hmm. uh, have you heard of this game called Portal oh yeah yeah uh, apparently, Which is it's part like of the one um, game of the year or something, and I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, they're part of the Orange Box platform. The Orange yeah. Box platform. Yeah, Orange Box. Um, it's a first-person shooter. It's three right. games in one. Right. Because apparently has puzzles and things as well. Yeah, and it's this puzzle where you can fire to um, where you can f- you have a, a weapon and a gun thing, but it's a first-person. Mm-hmm. It's it's a point of view thing. Right. So you fire a, a portal at one place. Mm-hmm. And then you can fire another one somewhere else. And when you jump in this one, you pop I'll out of that one. one. Right. So you've got to get navigate Handy. through a series of puzzles, essentially, by moving yourself across obstacles. Right. Uh, but there are things that you have to actually move cool. around and do, so you need that thing. That but apparently like it's quite a, a puzzling thing. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I saw another game. When we'll move on to gaming later yes. on, which I should <laughs> talk about. I think it's... Anyway, enough of that. Um, technology. You've got some stuff here on Pico projectors. Yeah, now we've been talking about this for a while. In fact... Um, we've seen some demos, haven't we? We have, indeed, seen the real things. Uh, one of my mates has uh, put forward this idea some time ago that it wouldn't be cool to have mobile phones that had little mini protectors in it, yeah. and it's actually turning into reality, so 
I think he quietly wishes he'd actually patented the idea five years ago <laughs> when he had it. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, I got excited when I saw the article that um, it looked like it was an actual product that things, you know, it has a picture of a thing with a... A blurry thing. A blurry thing with a little projector thing on the end. And a company called Young Optics Incorporated mm. have uh, recently announced they'll be shipping the Pico projector either at the end of this quarter or the beginning of next quarter. Or the quarter after that. <laughs> or some or the other quarter. quarter. <laughs> and the device has been fitted with Texas Instruments technology. The lamp for these products will be a LED lamp and we'll be able to display seven lumens of brightness. Oh, I can see that little little DLP symbol on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a DLP display chip and they use only one watt of energy, which is actually quite a lot uh, for a small portable device, but let's ignore that for the moment. And no information on name, price or actual functionality. But And that doesn't look like a phone. Uh, <laughs> in this picture and obviously it comes really well on the podcast but uh, yep um, indeed we have a look at that but yeah Pico projectors are coming yeah I'm still not convinced can you see the point mm, no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, mean uh, I think it'd be cool if you want to watch a little movie and you're on a plane or on a train or something and you yeah but you need, you need a little feet need to pop out the bottom of the phone to put it somewhere you need to clip it onto your shoulder with some velcro <laughs> so you can like watch it strap it to your head you know and, um, and you know something. seven ANSI lumens of brightness yeah of course it will get brighter it will get smaller yeah, yeah I mean I think that's the point eventually you know, it's like in the dark <laughs> it is you have to I mean the demos I saw at CES and uh, it, they took you into a, a kind of a covered room to lower the brightness level so you could actually and see and you'd it, have to kill the screen as well presumably otherwise the screen is going to be dying, brighter yeah. than the yeah that's right I mean you could you know look at the projector on the screen, you know, okay. <laughs> so it's coming. It's coming. I don't mm. know what the what the impact will be, but uh, I think it's interesting to see what what uh, how the technology is moving and what. Um, yeah, I'm still nice idea. I'm not sure it'll end up in phones. I think it might end up somewhere else. Like, but, uh, oh, I think uh, maybe if, maybe a, a, a display like a computer, like your little flash thing, but it just projects straight in your eyes. Some of the mm. so you don't like snow crash. They mm-hmm. have the computers mm-hmm. in the book snow crash yep. Um, yep. project straight into your eyes. Yep. Yeah, so you don't have a display, and that would work because your eyes are obviously quite sensitive. And if they just bang it straight yeah. in there, you only need a few lumens to exactly. But you need a bit of eye tracking as well, so you can actually yeah move it to your eyes. But they do all that when they have laser surgery; they can track your eyes. It's easy. <laughs> um, okay, so laser surgery, but not quite so powerful, I guess. Yes, that's right. You don't want actually. Do the damage. Burn your eyes off. Um, okay, let's move on to content delivery. Um, something in the news Indeed. today mm-hmm. uh, in the UK, and this has been mulling around in, in Europe for a while, mm-hmm. about the the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, and others have started to really make a move on file sharing uh, and say, right, this is yeah. naughty. It's not just shutting down the Pirate Bay mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever um, torrent server that people use for legal distributions of Linux and things like that. Um, it's really about trying to get the ISPs to, to um, join in. They've got this concept of three strikes and you're mm-hmm. out. So if you, mm-hmm. And I think they do this in France at the moment. The ISPs can shut no, you... No, in France they have three strikes and they have another strike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> three strikes and then that was just practice. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's not do any social commentary. Um, so they... And the ISPs will, if they find your um, torrenting stuff, I don't know how they can tell what you're actually torrenting. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, in theory, from a kind of... You can of tell it's a torrent, maybe, by looking at a common port or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that. you can tell they're torrenting, mm. uh, but uh, unless you actually kind of logged onto their torrent and, and checked. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and this is one of these things that's very easy to legislate. 
very hard to do. And it would cost a fortune. I mean... Can you imagine, can you imagine tracking every file and any, everyone's torrenting on every well, I mean, ISP? everything needs... To, it's maybe an opportunity for watermarking or something like this where people can put, you know, steganography. But, but even then, those, just because you watermark something, you have to check that the watermark's there. Yes. Like, it's... The, the checking mm. is the, the bit that... Well, I guess that's going on for people like the Googles of this world with YouTube today. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, we, we talked about the steganography and, mm. and uh, sound recognition, but you still have to capture the file, store it, play it yep. back. Yep. Um, and then I guess, presumably, you probably have to have records of it for legal use as well. So Yeah, precisely. Therefore, it doesn't sound viable. Um, I, I know there's already rate shaping goes on from ISPs already. So if they, they're yep. already trimming back your torrents and... Uh, people doing and and i think they can already identify if someone's if they seize the stuff in the guy's home they can find exactly where it came from anyway fine but so but the whole three strikes thing i mean okay so you get a strike you move to another isp are they gonna kind yeah. of i think it's the lobbyists in uh, brussels really getting in there and saying you know this right. is you know it, clearly piracy is a bad thing but maybe this isn't the way to deal with it I yeah think. i mean it's, uh, my example is uh, let's get Royal Mail to open all the mail on the way through just to check it's all legitimate stuff and mm. you've paid your taxes and there's nothing naughty there. Exactly. <laughs> just and just you can employ as post, pe- post people. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's it. We've solved that problem. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the best way forward would be to just make more content available more freely. Well, yeah, not so freely, you don't need but just, to pirate you don't need it. If you could get it... Then, yeah, I mean, I think you know, that's exactly it. As soon as the content becomes available, people will pay terms, for it. Yeah, on reasonable terms, terms people yeah. will pay for it. Mm. And it's the fact that uh, you're, you know, the the pirates in Australia are pirating the US TV shows because they have to wait a year or yeah, two to actually yeah. see the show that they want to watch. Well, it is changing. Um, mm-hmm. We've got just in the last week, uh, we can now watch BBC shows on iTunes in the UK. Yeah, and um, I've actually downloaded. Uh, what did you watch? Uh, the series Life on Mars. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this. It's, I have, yeah, yeah. It's a good That's um, the old, there's a new one, Ashes to Ashes, but I think there's similar plots, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, and I actually got bought the second series on DVD by mistake, because everyone said this is a good series, bought the DVD, going, hmm, Didn't don't quite it. understand what's going on here. <laughs> so I, I bought the first series on, on uh, iTunes, and it, it's surprising, in fact, that when you think about it, that the BBC hasn't had content on there in the past. I mm. mean, BBC has, BBC has great, great content. Um, and it's all reasonably priced, you know. It's the same. It's the same sort of price as you walk into a DVD store and buy it. Was it? I mean, so it's lower that, quality. About seven ninety nine. I mean, I think it's. I think the resolution is six forty by four eighty. Yeah, so it's um, similar. So it's similar to DVD yeah. quality, and well, unless you're in the US, when it's better. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, it is fine. I mean, I've been watching it, and mm-hmm. it's uh, exactly as you expect. It's perfect. So I was very happy with that. Mm-hmm. And I think iTunes has just introduced uh, rentals, movie rentals as well. This right. uh, just yesterday or um, in the US, not mm-hmm. available in the UK. Right. Um, 99 cents, which I think is pretty reasonable. For so what do you get for 99 cents? Uh, you get a movie. Wait, you rent a movie for 99, 99 cents? cents for, I think it's four or five days, something like that. So. Wow, that's all right. Yeah. Can I uh, give it that? I don't know quite how good the movie is. <laughs> it's only really bad movies. And of course, only in the US. Uh, right. I, I did. I right. clicked on something and it said, "Ah, oh, you need to change store if you want to do this." Uh, I haven't tried actually. If you can get someone from the US to buy you a, an iTunes gift card and then you can change the store and buy stuff there, I think you can. Yeah, I've heard about people doing that with Apple TV. So you just get people to right. buy buy gift buy cards card and then you bung them in there on Apple yeah. TV. I haven't really had much more of a play on my Apple TV either. Actually, I must admit, but um, hmm. maybe I should have got some uh, some of those gift cards when I was over there. Mm. Um, what else is going on in the content delivery? You've got some stuff here about Google online video ads or something. What's all that about? Yeah, so 
Google have come out and said, if I can find my... New advertising technology which allow publishers to incorporate text ads into online videos. Isn't that called subtitles? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The difference, I think, being that uh, in this case... I mean, it's it's Google Banner ads, right? Which so on top of the video and yep, overlay so ads. So let's say the video is like a video about skiing or something, right? right? So you'll get you know little skiing ads on the skiing video. You know, it's going to make sense, contextually relevant. Yeah, like so contextually relevant and changing ads, mm-hmm. so it won't be just one ad that is the same all the time. But obviously, like Google ads and you know the mm-hmm. way they have, um, uh, you know, you pay more to be higher up the list and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, adwords, adwords. So it'll be like yeah. vid words or vid context. Yeah, ad or like that, but for uh, but for videos that they're actually playing out. Okay. And you have to. It's an opt-in thing, so you actually have to decide that you want to have this on your content. Um, so it's not uh, it's not universal across YouTube or anything like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, so they so developed. They're just they're trialing a bit there. Sounds a bit. Yeah. Sounds a bit wacky I don't think to it's me. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did actually watch a video the other day, or some stupid video, I can't remember mm. what it was, that someone sent me a link to, and the, the video itself yeah. had one of those kind of overlay ads on it. Right. And uh, it's actually quite annoying. Like, you're going, I, I just want a three-minute silly video. I don't want to have to wait five seconds of stuff. So over it was the a screen. pre-roll, was it? Pre-roll ads. It so was actually, you know, it was like a lower third over the top of the actual okay. video. So, but it was intrusive enough to yeah, it was intrusive enough action to at the bottom. I don't know what kind of video. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was even, but I can't remember. But, <laughs> but you remember the ad? What was it for? Uh, What's your recall? It was some sort of mobile phone ad, actually. Something annoying. Which meant it was completely out of context. Okay. Because so, hence not being in the US, it was completely <laughs> irrelevant. But yeah. Mm. Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, other stuff on the content side. Mm-hmm. Um, Double twist. Double twist. DVD John. Remember DVD John, the guy. Oh who, yeah, the guy who, that cracked DVDs in the first place yeah, and um, found it's actually quite simple. Who then tried to license Fairplay, I think, from Apple, which is their DRM solution, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether he did or not. But then he started. He went legit and started this company called Double Twist Ventures, right, in the Valley, mm-hmm. and now they've just released the first product uh, as a public beta, called Double Twist, which enables you to kind of DDRM your uh, iTunes purchases. Right. Um, so I've had a little play with it. Does it work? Well, and how do you tell? Yeah. Uh, it <laughs> it cla- did something and it, it still claims to have worked. Work. And it's not quick, I tell you. It, it takes um, probably half to a third normal speed playback to decrypt the song. So it does. Serious? And it wow. seems, it doesn't adjust, the, it keeps the ones you've got in iTunes. Right. And it seems to kind of clone them and decrypt them. Right. And store them in its own proprietary database format so you can't see the files. Right. Then you can use yeah. it a bit like iTunes to sync with other devices. So I'm, I guess by other devices, right. we're talking third-party MP3 players that right. just mount as a directory or a, a, okay. an external disk. Then you can just drag the stuff. Allegedly, right. I haven't done any of this yet, but because mm-hmm. um, it took so long to allegedly <laughs> uh, free <laughs> my files it. or right. something. It's also got an, an interesting interface with Facebook as well. Right. And so it is does seem to have some integrated social networking file oh, right. sharing. Okay. Because um, we haven't seen much social networking file sharing. I, I know Pounce is doing mm. a bit of this because I keep getting um, Pounce things saying, hey, come on, uh, you know, here's a file. I love this MP3. Here it is. Right. Um, it doesn't share the file. It sends the link. Whereas this right. thing actually al- enables you to subscribe to your friend's stuff and then you can share with your friends. And it's got an interface with Facebook as well. So I can see a lawsuit coming here. Well, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, uh, interesting. So, anyway, that's Double Twist. Um, the other thing, I um, I got a beta invitation to the Live Station, which is mm-hmm. using Silverlight. Uh, right. And 
uh, this from a company called Skinkers in the UK, who I think mm-hmm. were on the early adopter program for Silverlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's doing peer-to-peer live streaming video delivery. Um, and it's right. actually, you know, I, it, the demo I've got, or well, it's not a demo, it's, a, it's an install. I had to install Silverlight as well. Yep. Um, it seems it's just quite a light install on top of Windows XP, so it wasn't too mm-hmm. bad. Uh, it only offers news channels, but I think there's like 11 of them. Okay. And uh, it's typical, takes a few seconds to sync up. And then, um, and then you get a reasonable resolution. It's fine in a kind of VG, I guess it's probably VGA resolution. So oh, okay. when so you um, yeah, when you quarter screen or something. Yeah, just a bit less than quarter screen. But and you can go full screen. But then you start seeing a lot of the compression artifacts and it looks right. a bit grim. And, and it, what's the audio video sync like? Very good, very yeah. good actually. Yeah. Okay. I must say, I mean, no no complaints. Um, quite a useful tool. Um, obviously. Outside of the firewall, let's say. <laughs> we have a very effective corporate <laughs> firewall in NDS, which stops most things. <laughs> Often, your mail. Um, so, I, I think, you know, that's quite encouraging. Uh, but I still don't, I, I don't know why they've only got beta now. Perhaps because there's more news on it. Mm-hmm. And it is only mm-hmm. live news. Right. So, it suggests to me maybe the security isn't really kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the other, other bit of news here, which I haven't got here, is the BBC is allegedly, and maybe by the time we've... Um, put this out, will launch the iPlayer on uh, iTouch and iPhone as well. Oh, wow, really? Um, which is probably... It's interesting from a couple of points because, one, it could mean that Flash is going to mm-hmm. be on the new mm-hmm. iPhone firmware. Right. Uh, or it could be they're launching the SDK with the new firmware as well, 1.1.4. 1. 1. 1. 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of mobile news. That's why I'm sneaking my iPhone. <laughs> right. Uh, so maybe it'll be like the YouTube app on the iPhone. Right. But it'll be so just iPlayer. But, but iPlayer it seems a bit stuff. weird to me because you know how many iPhones have legitimately been sold in the UK? Twelve? Thirteen maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's less than hundred K, I think. Anyway. It's not not a huge amount. Yeah, it's like seventy, eighty thousand or something. Um maybe now that the uh, the jailbreak for the one point one point three, maybe they've sold a lot more. Mm-hmm. But the BBC mm-hmm. seems a bit of a niche. It does seem very niche, niche for the BBC. For they they normally go for big platforms. Yeah, and it'll only be available in the UK. Yeah. I mean maybe iTouch has probably sold a lot more, I guess. Oh, but, I so mean if you had those on as well then. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very cool. That would be that'd be a great demo. But o- of course, not over GPRS. It's not going to. I know. <laughs> Only Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Okay. Um, cool. That's kind of mobile. Uh, game stuff. What's going on? With game stuff. We've got the uh, the Wii Fit coming to Europe in April mm-hmm. and uh, into the US in May. Yeah. Have you seen any of that stuff? I mean, I heard there was some interview with the guy who said it's not a fitness thing. You know, he says it's a game that Despite involves... The Wii Fit. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not going to make you fit. You know? Right. I mean... Uh, I call it Wii Fat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the only thing I've seen about Wii Fit is um, when I was in Tokyo, I saw an ad, you know, one of those video adverts on a train with people doing Wii Fit type stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, essentially, it's got two pressure pads on a thing you stand on. It's I like mean, a weighing machine, but without the weighing. Precisely. So... I guess it probably can weigh you as well. I guess it could. <laughs> You're wee fat. Get off. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you see them jumping around and doing stuff, and obviously they're having a fun time. And, you know, the characters on the screen, you know, they, you know you're surfing and all that sort of stuff. You're leaning back and forth yeah, and skiing and things. And, and it looks, I mean, it looks like fun. And it's, it's sold a million copies in Japan. Wow. A million copies. So That's probably why they're launching it a bit late here, because they can't make uh, it. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not million. too worried if they're flogging them in Japan. Uh, but presumably it'll do just as well in Europe and the US. Um, another cool thing for the Wii. Is there anything happening? Anything else happened at the Game Developers Conference? I, there were some again oblique references to iPhone as a gaming environment. There right. are some people in their presentations. I guess once the SDK is out, then well, well, the SDK clearly some people have already got the SDK. 
Okay. Right, so what do you mean, kind they're of? not going to launch it like blind. So some people have got it, right. and I've seen some people, certainly oh. from the, the the third party installer on my jailbroken unlocked mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. One of the developers said, "We've been told we've got a cease and desist from Apple. We can't have an SDK and continue to support illegal oh, right. distribution of games." So they said, "We're going to disappear from the installer source." Right. But we will re- reappear in iTunes, which might have probably told the wood a little too much than they were allowed to. <laughs> Maybe they won't reappear on iTunes, but essentially the SDK is coming. Right. I guess the BBC must have it for iPlayer, or maybe Apple's done that themselves. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if they said, mm-hmm. oh, we'll do this for free, we want the BBC stuff. Absolutely. Um, and that's cool. So that's cool. But And there were some, some of the slides apparently at uh, GDC had, from some of the game developers, had uh, iPhones with games on them. Right. Okay. But whether so that's just whether that's just a bit of Photoshop to just pimp well, up your presentation, true, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, no, no, no presentation <laughs> is complete without a picture of an iPhone on it. So <laughs> maybe right. that was just pimping their their brand mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly got noticed anyway. Um, Very cool. But yeah, nothing particularly there. I mean, we. Uh, the only thing I heard was that uh, Biotech won a gaming award, and the reason that came up on my radar is because uh, a lot of the game was actually created in my hometown of Canberra, Victorian capital of the world. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> is it called Victorian because there's like Victorian values there or is it just... No, I'm not really sure I've heard that term myself. Yeah, I but, uh, saw some stuff today about camera, some Victorian stuff. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and uh, mind-controlled games. So there's uh, yes. a demo that was at CES last year that apparently you could play games of Pong with your brain. brain. <laughs> It's like I'm just this vision of brains being thrown around. Pong, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, they reckon they're delivering a an, uh, USB connected mind control thing. game playing device. I, I mean, are these mind control things? I mean, the EG medical technology, I've, and these kind of things work. Apparently. But I think the problem with these things is there's so much RF noise around generally. Right. I mean, you saw at CES that these kind of energy harvester things, like a block yeah, yeah. that you put in and it just, all the charges RF flying up, around yeah. charges up. And yeah. you, so how the hell is something which is uber sensitive mm. without Can sticking needles in your stuff. skull yeah, exactly. going to uh, you know, filter out the noise from the... I mean, I'm just looking at the picture here going, that can't be comfortable. I mean, either, you know, those little, little spiky things poking around your head or... Well, you could you know, probably see like a shiatsu head <laughs> massage or something, you know. That could be quite pleasant, I guess. It doesn't, I mean, it... How does that work? How can you just tell from something clearly what was know, some you, centimetres away from your brain? Did you see that movie Firefox? Where the guy, Firefox, uh, no. Clint Eastwood, was this pilot of this advanced jet where... Oh, that's right. And yeah, he, yeah. Um, he, it was thought controlled mm. and he had to think in Russian because it was a oh, Russian. It was a Russian. <laughs> he went to steal the plane and he had to think in Russian... Because that's how the plane, <laughs> right? You know, as if uh, does that no, work? I think I've seen something else then because I don't remember yeah. anyone thinking. So, what do people play games? Do they think in different languages? I don't know. Is it thinking about a gauche uh, left? You know, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you just think but left. Surely, it's, I don't know. I mean, but if I they're, think they're, they're thinking here about you think about walking and you walk, right? Or is that more? Really? I don't think it's that advanced. No, actually, like that's the thing. Right? Right? I, I think saw this, but you know, Dean Kamen. No. This is more, we're into the, very much the other topic now. <laughs> yes. Dean Kamen, the inventor of the Segway, the, oh, right, the transport yes, yes. of the gods. We've mm-hmm. both done mm-hmm. our Segway things. Fantastic, yep. isn't it? Um, he's done some other work. He, he's got this kind of walking uh, wheelchair thing that stands upright as well. Right. But he's yeah. done some project with the US DARPA lot for uh, mm-hmm. what they've called the, um, the Luke Hand. All oh, right. We actually have a complete kind of... Well, hand replacement. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the Luke hand, obviously, yeah, from, yeah, Star from Star Wars, Wars yeah. is Luke Skywalker gets his, uh, gets his new hand, hand chopped off by his father. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, so the idea is to make a prosthetic arm. I think that is actually the responds and that is the same, in. the same weight, look, whatever, right. as a regular arm. Could be better. And so Dean Kamen took up mm-hmm. the challenge and, and the hundred million dollars or whatever <laughs> it was from DARPA to do it. Yeah. And he's actually got. They have a wow. Luke arm, which is modelled apparently on a female arm, so it's. Yeah, there can right. be no more than three kilos in weight, uh, yeah. and they've got one. Uh, yeah. And that interface is again with um, like not, it's not kind of mind control, but yeah, because um, he looked at it and said, you know, if you've got an amp- if you've got an amputation, the actual where the prosthetic joins you is actually quite uncomfortable. I can imagine, yeah. Um, so I don't know quite. How they're, they're saying that's where they need the money to sort of practice on real people, um, <laughs> but then they reroute nerves to like patches on your chest or something, so then All you right. can think about moving your arm. And the reader's kind of on your chest. Right. But it doesn't That's have really to. That's very cool. Um, and then you can just move around. The Luke hand kind of moves. But yes, definitely, again, definitely other. <laughs> you have to think about walking and you start walking. And I, I, didn't they demonstrate something like this interface with um, this, this back to the funny helmet with Second Life or something? I think there's some research in Japan. So you oh, can again, walking around in you can walk around in Second Life by thinking about walking. Cool. You'd turn into such a couch potato, wouldn't you? You'd like, you would. <laughs> you'd think about... I'm thinking you had a pizza when one arrives. You'd end up like... <laughs> is it Stavros in... No, he's, he's Sta- Stavros in the Daleks or something. Uh, Davros. Davros. Yes, Stavros yes. is the kebab guy. <laughs> so, um, you, so you'd just sit there and like, you'd be the, you would be the brain, wouldn't you? Just going, well, you, would, you wouldn't have to move at all. You'd I just think I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, mm. Well, we've ranted for way too long. Indeed. me. Um, so I guess that brings us to a, a close we're going to shuffle the papers indeed news because we are like in a newsroom aren't we? we are indeed um, so that brings us to uh, pretty much the end of uh, Cambridge 68 but we appreciate your feedback yep so uh, Rob thanks for your feedback we'll get back to you next week um, oh right one of our, oops <laughs> one of our dedicated listeners sending you some good tips on mm. all sorts of stuff so we'll chat about that next week brilliant uh, but if you have any feedback feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com check out the website Uh, check us out in iTunes tell your friends and um, have a great week keep on listening thanks very much bye from me James and bye from Ian cheers now